Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And this is Holly and Gina post Tim Shields interview. And we are, as you can tell, delighted. Delighted. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. He is an amazing guy. And we do introduce him. But I do just want to say again, he is an author of A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment. It is a journey um, to India with a one-way ticket surrendering from a corporate career into Mm. his calling and, you know, inspired by the passing of his beloved mother. And he's going to tell us how to manifest shit. Okay, Gina, like he he has so many, many great, I I mean, I'm sure he does an exceptional job every day, but today was the only day he did it for (laughs) us. God, he did. Well, listen, I think he's a great example. Like we, you know, we bring on people to the podcast that kind of illustrate how you walk through life in a more conscious, more oh my God. intenseful, wow. more following the breadcrumbs. Wow. I actually used breadcrumbs. He he's, did. He's our person. And context clues. Oh, and context clues. He's just. Oh, he's a writer. Oh. He's a philosopher. He's yeah. on a spiritual journey to wake everybody up. It was a deep conversation and a light conversation. Yeah, just you know, he's he's writing a second book which we get to opine upon his his titles. Yeah, not yeah. really, he didn't ask, but he didn't And ask, I didn't but... offer because I'm not supposed to do that anymore. <laughs> Holly's Holly is reforming uh, everyone. So I'm reforming let's just, yeah. from not giving advice where I'm not asked to be <laughs> given advice. Sometimes I have to ask people, could you just ask me to give you some advice? You know, the, here's the thing. It, it, the next iteration of this is that you're not going to talk about, you're not going to call attention to every time you don't put your nose in something when you don't. <laughs> because right now we still are sort of talking about you well, wanting to put I, your nose in, but you say I you do. don't. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It's it's new, Gina. <laughs> Let me have it. I understand. It's, it's, it's a process. It's a stepped process. Anyway, yeah. Tim Shields. So he's, uh, he's an author. He's also a ghostwriter. He wrote uh, ghost. He helped Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza write Becoming Supernatural, which is a phenomenal mm-hmm. book. He is a phenomenal writer. Yeah. I think he even helps writing coach, but he really goes where his nose wants him to go. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on the whole nose track. It's yeah. really inspirational. Yeah, and it was a great conversation. I just, I, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it as much as we do too. You can contact him yeah, in the show in notes. The We've got it all in there. Yep. And I enjoy this conversation with Tim Shields. You will too. Here we go. Guess what, Gina? I it's a big day today. It's a big day, yep. big journey, big yep. conversation, big, big conversation. Story. Yes. Big guest. <laughs> big guest. Yes. Super, super excited to yes. introduce our audience to Tim Shields. Mm-hmm. He is the author of A Curious Year mm. in the Great Vivarium Experiment. Oh. Now, this is very exciting. This is a very exciting title. I just want to know about this year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. Well, the, it's yeah. about an epic journey yeah, yeah, that yeah. he took to India with a one-way ticket, Gina. Oh, sounds perfect. That'd be brave. Yeah. Very that brave. Is. That is. And allowed him to, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a spiritual journey, mm-hmm. but he's going to talk more about mm-hmm. what he learned there. But he's also, he also is a ghostwriter, an author, mm-hmm. a writing coach. He's he travels everywhere around the world, even now. Yes. Um, the book is uh, a fictional, I'm going to call it fictionalized. So his name is Tim, but the main character is Thomas. It's mm. close. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it chronicles kind of his his journey. Yeah, he yeah. can talk about that. And so we're so excited to have you here on LOA Uncork. Welcome, Tim. Thank Hi, you Tim. so much. It's an honor yeah. to be here. Well, excellent. Like I said, listen, we got to hear about this curious year. Um, but I think, you know, typically what we do at the beginning of a podcast, Tim, is just kind of ground the audience, let them know a little bit more about our guest. So what I thought would be helpful is to kind of talk about your, you know, previous life and then this sort of transformation that you've gone through over a number of years into kind of the globe trotting Tim Shields that is you today and the work that you're doing today. So you can kind of just give us a, a quick little overview of your background. Um, and then we'll start in with some questions to kind of unearth a little bit more about yourself. 
Yeah, sure. Great. Um, <clears throat> I decided I wanted to be a writer at 17 or maybe, mm. maybe something else decided I, I wanted to be. I just felt like I had something to say. And uh, I mean, I, I started keeping a journal around then because I idolized my sister's boyfriend who was like nine years older than me, an aspiring writer and everything. Right. But he kept a journal and I just thought he was like the coolest, smartest dude in the world. And I'm like, he was like the first guy that was like, oh, being smart's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and um, not that I'm saying I am. I've made some very bad decisions in my life. But I, Everybody I has. I save those for the books. Even the smart um, kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It only makes you smarter if you do it right. Right. Um, so I don't know. I used to like at a young age, I started sort of asking to be used as an instrument of peace. And I even even back at like 18, I was writing that the next uh, revolution is going to be a spiritual revolution because we've explored everywhere outward and it, it's time to, to go inward. I don't know how I knew that. But so I took the pretty typical route. I went to co- I got a full ride to college for soccer. And then I started doing this. Um, I always wanted to be a writer, but I was just doing this corporate thing. And I was in New York City chasing like the next IPO at the tail end of the dot-com bust. And that landed me in Seattle. And I was just doing like marketing and advertising. And um, I just figured I'd be doing that until, I don't know, I wrote a book, but it's kind of hard to do that when you've got a full-time job and everything. You're giving somebody else your sort of creative juice. And um, I guess like my, I I went to my first Dr. Joe Dispenza workshop in Mm -hmm. 2010 my sisters took me and um, it was, a, it was very small back then and, and long, long story, but like we connected with Joe, he invited us to be his guests at dinner. And um, I didn't remember this until much later, but my sisters said, you know, a couple of years ago, they're like, when you left that weekend, you said, I'm going to write for that guy someday. So I just kept going back to workshops because I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is what I've been trying to express, but he is, He's packaged it in sort of a brand new way. Yeah. So anyway, I went to like, uh, you know, sort of my first advanced workshop in 2015. And I was the whole time I was meditating on creating a full time job. So I had the financial stability to finish my own book because I had always been freelancing and whatnot. And I wanted a mentor. So, I mean, the whole time I was just beating myself up, like I'm doing it wrong. Everybody's having these profound internal experiences. And, you know, it was like the moment I landed in Seattle, I opened my you know phone. There was like a LinkedIn, me- LinkedIn message from this guy. He's like, I just left Microsoft after 10 years. It's like this new unicorn company. You should join. We need a writer. And I was like, that's interesting. So then I take the train, the light rail into Seattle, and I run into the guy on the street corner. He's like, you really got to you really got to apply to this position. Long story short, I get the I get the job making way more money than I ever thought I'd make in the corporate world. Super easy stuff. And um, I, every day before work, I went to a coffee shop for like a minimum of 30 minutes, hopefully an hour, maybe a little bit more on a really good day. And it took me exactly six months to finish um to finish this draft of the book. Hmm. And when I finished, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I actually have a book here. And exactly when I finished, I wound up getting laid off from the job. Mm-hmm. And, but I was so stoked. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to work on, you know, more drafts right. of this book. I walked out of the building and I said, what amazing things about to happen to me. And within five minutes, I got a text from Dr. Joe Dispenza's assistant. And he was like, Dr. Joe is in the Middle East, but he'd like to set up a call to see if you would be interested in helping him edit his blogs. So I was like, wow, Um, had an epic winter, went to South Africa, went skiing in Whistler, went to another advanced workshop. And then, you know, I somehow faked my way into like a director role at a marketing company. I never (laughs) wanted to do anything like that. Yeah. Um, they're like, you actually have to like lead and direct these accounts. I'm like, oh no, I'm just, I just want to do the creative work. I don't really want to talk to uh, clients. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I probably would have gotten fired, but uh, luckily Dr. Joe fell behind on, uh, you know, sort of his, his book progress. Mm-hmm. And he said, what would you think about helping me edit Become It Supernatural? And I was like, watch how wow. fast I quit my job. So that was uh, December 
2015. And, um, I just, I haven't gone back since. Wow. It's, it's been, it's sometimes been a roller coaster and, and some slim, some slim pickings, but I, I feel like I'm finally in the place that I've been trying to get to my whole life. Writing is, you know, it's a, it's a longer road than most arts, Mm -hmm. I would say. You have to live a, you have to live a lot too, you know, to actually have something significant to say. So you know, I just somehow innately knew when I was younger that if I wanted to have, you know, if I wanted to write about big things, I had to have big experiences. Yeah. And, you know, in sort of high school and college, I was thinking about like, I, you know, like not thinking about like reading Steinbeck and Kerouac and all these larger James Joyce, all these larger than life people. And I was like, that's the life I want to live. And I want to mm-hmm. I want to travel and have these like, you know big expansive experiences. Um, and sometimes expansive is the joy and sometimes it's the despair. Yeah. Uh, it's the gamut of the human experience. But so, um, that kind of takes, took me up to, um, takes us up to here, I suppose. That's I do love what you said though, to have, you know, write about big experiences. You have to have big experiences Mm -hmm. and to have big experiences, you have to take big risks, which Mm -hmm. is, what you did, it seems yeah. like every step of the way, um, yeah. you know, without a net to fall back on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you, as I was listening to you, I kept being struck by, it may be easier in the rear view mirror to, to be like this, but it did seem like you trusted the, even when you were taking the, the big risks with no net, like at, at least the way you described it, it felt like you innately knew or felt it called to do it in a way that you did it did it feel that easy in the moment or was it something oh you belabored God. oh yeah okay no. okay I was yeah. like my sister was driving me to the airport uh from where we grew up in New Jersey okay to Newark to fly to India and I had like a total breakdown in the car yeah. my like 12, 12 year old niece in the was in the back and I'm like <laughs> you know pretty much crying I'm like what what the hell am I doing? When I had a great life. Why am I doing this? And then oh, wow. the first two days in New Delhi, I, I didn't even have a lonely planet, India. I had a lonely planet, Nepal, which doesn't do anything for you, turns out, in, in uh, India. And I spent like the first day or two days just in my hotel room, like, I've made a terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like, I finally was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to walk around the block. And then I just made these, you know, yeah, kind of like the way I, I roll into a city, I just kind of make concentric circles around like my strategy. Either that or I also like the beginning of the trip that my book is based on. I volunteered in India and I also volunteered in um, Tanzania once at an orphanage oh. for two months. Oh. It was pretty. Oh. That was sort of my first like just threw everything to the wind and I booked a one-way ticket to Tanzania and that was pretty scary too, but it's just like, you know, you just gotta, when you leap, the net appears. And um, there also has to be, you know, I believe like the fuel of an intention behind it. Like, so for me, um, both trips were about like, okay, I'm going to find, I'm going to find the story. Yeah. And when I went to Tanzania, I, you know, the woman who started it was this woman from Long Island, extraordinary human. And I, I was pitching a book about that experience and, um, and then my mom died and I was kind of like, I don't care about that story anymore. And I'm just like, all right, I've been going home for a decade practically for sick parents, my dad and my, my mom, I I call myself a martini baby. So I'm like nine years behind my closest sibling. Um, (laughs) And my dad was also in world war two. So that gives you an idea of just how, how, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, my sister one time said to me, you know, like, I think you do the things you do to sort of combat the pendulum swing of, you know, the fear that my, my Irish Catholic yeah. mother sort of, uh, yeah. you know, lovely woman, very fearful. Yeah. yeah. The that most that was the generation person. though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So wow. I, I, don't, I, I mean, it has never been easy, no matter what I've done. 
Okay. But it yeah. seems like your attitude, so let's go to like your foundational. So we, yeah, you had a lot of fear, but you had a lot of bravery. You went, it's, it's like when you tell the story of walking out and I, I forget, yeah. I didn't, I can't quote you when you, when you got fired or left the mm -hmm. job and you walk out and say, what amazing thing is next? And mm -hmm. Joe calls you, Dr. Joe calls you. Yeah. And so the yeah. the the book is the foundation is this journey and this bravery and this this exploration and this uh, you know all of this and did you start each day when you're walking your circle or <laughs> did you have mm. a conscious practice that you did yeah. to get yourself through it i mean two two practices well probably three but um <clears throat> one meditation mm-hmm you know, I, I try to meditate daily. I, you know, do a pretty good job at it. Um, and then after my mom passed away, I, I thought I was kind of ready, but it just really sort of swept the rug out. I mean, she was sick for a long time. So, you know, you're sort of fantasizing about it. You're like, what's this going to be like? And then it happens and it's completely different. You're just like mm. thrown into this cauldron of raw emotions and reflection. And mm -hmm. um, so, I, a friend of my sister's was like an energy healer type person. And she said, okay, you're a writer. I want you to do this exercise. I want you to write down five things you're grateful for and five things you want to create every day. And she said, you're going to find that the things that you create today are going to be the things you're grateful for in the future. And I was like, I'll try, I'll try anything. So, um, I just started, you know, uh, I mean, I probably got a notebook that day, like a $1.99 notebook at Bartels or CVS. And I just started writing what I wanted to create. And like, I wasn't working at the time. Like when I went home to say goodbye to my mom, when I came back, like the ad agency I was working at, I was like, oh, sorry, you don't have a job here anymore. So I spent like a month and a half not working with my mother on hospice, just like walking around Green Lake every day, like oh, yeah. day to day. But as soon as I started doing it, I was like, okay, I surrender money. I just want the right job for right now with the right people. And I want freedom. So I got this three month contract at this company. It turned into six months. And then at the end of six months, I was like, um, but I'm leaving at six months. I, I'm going to India. And right before I left, my boss was like, would you be interested in working 10 to 20 hours a week when you're in India? I was like, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> so I was getting, you know, like sure. US money in India. And then at the end of, that the, that three months in India, I had miles. So I flew back to Seattle, swung through the office a couple of days on my way to surprise my family for a family reunion. And my boss pulled me aside and he was like, he's like, you're going to need money to travel. Just bill me for 30 hours a week, the last three months of your contract. And I wasn't doing anything. So I went back to, I went back to Asia and wow. I was getting you know, 30 hours on a U.S. salary. And then I was working with a friend who um, has, he was like the school photographer at international schools. So he paid me 500 bucks a week, free room, booze, board, staying at like, uh, you know, business hotels. Wow. And I'm just a backpacker. It was, it was fairly epic, but you know, I just, I, I would write down mm. sort of, you know, I want free housing. I want, you know, I want a new MacBook Pro and work provided me with one. And wow, I, mean, I find that the less attachment you have to it, and sometimes even the more preposterous it is, the more it comes true. I mean, I, I just had this, I don't know. I, my my ex-girlfriend gave me this little thing. It's like, it says book money on it. It's like one of those old things that you would put like your quarters in it when you went to school in like third grade or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, you, you like pinch and it oh, opens kind yeah. of thing. Like my oh, grandfather yeah. had that. I love that. Yeah, yeah yes. And I, it says book money on it. And I wrote like a little, I have a new book coming out. Well, I have a new book that's being pitched right now. And I'm also right. working with somebody else on a new book. And um, I, one day I went to this, uh, like, this kind of um, canyon near where I live in, in Palm Springs. I go there all the time. I feel like I just download information. It's on like sacred Indian land. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, there's something to do this. Yeah. And I just like the day that I kind of, finally signed this contract with this agent and um you know he was sending it out like in ex exclusively to one publishing house first i wrote this little like life contract to myself and i put it in the book thing and i i wrote kind of an absurd number on it 
and and then I I went through all this doubt. I'm like, that's that's never gonna happen, you know. And then and then I said, okay, I just have to believe in this. I have to like, yeah. Yeah. I have to believe in this. And I'm working on a book with somebody else, and we just kind of were talking to the agent, and the agent was like, I think I can get you this num- this number for this other guy's book, which my name will be on it. And I just like sat there like laughing. I'm like, that didn't happen how I thought it was going to happen. Right. And I, you know, maybe I, I just will get half of that, but it's, I mean, what I've learned is that you have to become, you have to be very concise mm-hmm. in what you are asking for. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fine line. I haven't figured out the formula, but you have to like leave room for the unknown. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll give you, I'll give you a kind of a pretty crazy example. This is how should my plan unfold, which the book, A Curious Year in the Great Vivarium Experiment, it will be the first of a series of like five. And they're all based on my life. And at one point I wrote down a couple things like, I want my sister to visit. I want a windfall of money. And April 1st, 2013, April Fool's Day, my house burns down. So I got a windfall of money. My sister dropped everything, came the next, one of my sisters dropped everything, came to Seattle the next day. And when I kind of looked back, of course, I'm a writer, you know, everything's the narrative, but I'm looking through that lens. It was like, I kind of called this into existence. So now if I do something like that, I'm like, I add like with ease and grace. (laughs) I want to windfall money with ease and grace. Yeah. I don't need a big lesson. Oh my gosh. Oh wow! Yeah. I know that's inc- that's a it's a sad story, but it's an it's a really important point. I mean, obviously, I mean you are a, a really great writer, and you know, writing your own book, and I kind of want to know a little bit about the second book that's mm-hmm. coming up, but and then of course helping with becoming supernatural. That's a very tech. I feel like that's a very technical, technical book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you obviously have a lot a very strong foundation in whether we call it the conscious subconscious manifesting, you know, programming of the brain, you obviously have a strong foundation that to be able to uh, orchestrate your life in such a manner. You talked a little bit about like how you want to put ease and grace and you want to be really careful about how you're asking for things. Is there other tips that Mm -hmm. you can give people that are trying to up, we always call it up level your life, which clearly you've done that. You went from corporate, you know, moved out of corporate and into your calling. Right. I think I've heard you say that, you know, which is beautiful and you've been successful at doing that. So do you have some really core principles that you like uh, outside of, and we can re re say them, but outside of like the asking for five things and, gratitude what else is it is there for you i forgot the first thing i was going to say <laughs> alignment I'm sorry i, t- yeah. I talked too long <laughs> no that's okay it'll come back to me i mean okay i remember two things alignment and mission statement okay so if Ooh, i if i go off statement. track okay you, you get me back we'll bring you back gotcha. okay yep mm-hmm. so when i was uh getting close probably on the last what well, what i thought was the last draft of um, my first book, I was living at the Oregon coast in Gearhart, Oregon for about two or three weeks. Mm, And I was just, I was like dog sitting and it it was freedom. There's like nobody on those beaches. And it's just this huge open space of energy and the Pacific. And Mm -hmm. I was just like running along one day. And I was thinking about this last night, actually, you know, when I'm when I'm going for a walk or something, walks are a big part of my creative process. It's like my higher self is lecturing to me. And I've caught myself, like, I'll catch myself, like, when I'm writing, I'm like, it's like I've palsied, like, my head cocks, and I'm like, and it's like I'm listening, and I'm just trying right. to get out of the way, and it's just coming through. But I had, like, a complete mission statement land into my head. Like, it wasn't, like, word by word. It was like, boom. And it was like, I translate light frequency and energy into story so as to lead others to their truth. Oh, mm. I, oh I love that. Oh, my yeah. Lord. That is so good. Yeah. Wow. And, and that then, just dropped in. It just dropped in like whole and complete. Yeah. And then, and then I, I also, I mean, I have a professional one. I help artists 
change makers and global thinkers um, articulate and amplify their message to the economy of words. Uh, but That's, but the first one came. But it, it's the uh, you're, the first one is your core your core soul yeah principles and then that falls really underneath it really lovely yeah. actually mm -hmm. underneath yeah. that statement. Mm -hmm. So you're saying we should all kind of sit back and figure out, I actually get my downloads exact same way. Yeah, I walk and I go, boom, it just plops yeah. in and you know. Uh, and so that was pretty powerful. We, yeah. we all felt that. So yeah, yeah. so that, I love that. There's a, um, I mean, you could just Google, you know, mission statement exercise and, you know, you fill it in for, your, for yourself. So, you know, the mission statement and then alignment, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think, um, I think the majority of people have something much bigger they want to do in life, oh, but they're, sure. but they're, they're scared. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was for a super long time and I, I still, I mean, I'm on like the road to who knows where of uncertainty, but I'm, I, mm -hmm. I've just, I guess I've been kind of practicing this for a long time. I like, I've lived like most of my life in the unknown kind of. And I mean, the last couple of weeks it has been, not super fun. I'll say that. Mm. Not not bad. Not bad at all. Just, you know, you get lost in the matrix of the mind. And I'm like, all right, when is this deal going to come through? When is right. this going to happen? You know, but um, I don't know. I just, I kind of, life was, there were like three big events that were kind of telling me that I was out of alignment. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was that my Instagram got hacked. Uh, by some guy in Nigeria. I'm like, mm -hmm. how far out of alignment am I? Nigeria. That's pretty far on the other side of the world. <laughs> and um, there was a couple other things, but um, I finally was just like, all right, I get the message. And I had to make like a really big, you know, painful kind of decision to sort of you know, end a relationship. And, um, you know, that's, that's never, well, that's never easy. No, it, it's no, not. it isn't. And I oh. do. And, you know, I'm believe in astrology. And, you know, we're in April 2022. And it's almost like it's a new year starting right now. So the energy is much better for you. You definitely want to get everything signed before Mercury retrograde. I think that's May 10th. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, it, it, yeah. it is a time for endings and new beginnings. <laughs> mm -hmm, I mean, there is mm -hmm. like, there's a, I always feel like there is the tower card or the destruction, mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily horrible. And then there's a rebuilding of something more beautiful. And, uh, I think that's the time that we find ourselves in right now, all yeah. of us actually. So you're not alone there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just wrote something on, did a little post on Instagram, something like the calling is answering to a whisper that only you can hear. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, I hear and feel something it's only a feeling like yeah. calling me forward into something new. Oh. And if I don't trust that, then shit goes cattywampus. Of course. Uh, yeah. shit goes haywire. So, you know, I, I finally, I finally acted on it. And I mean, as far as breakups go, it was, it was done in, in love, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's still brutal. Still and very painful. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just floating and rolling. And, and this was kind of my, my plan to just, I just wanted to get out of Palm Springs and um, just see, just, you know, have different experiences. I, I get inspired by like movement, meeting different people, yeah, different cities, different culture. Yeah. Different foods. Yeah. So. How, I love how much, sorry, sorry. I'm just curious. And you said you sort of last couple of weeks have been, been challenging for you. And I, I think back, on, you know, your transition from the corporate world to kind of more this epic memory making nomad sort of model, you know, business model, life model that you have. And, you know, um, I think the wheel of life that most of us have been running on and that has made up corporate America or the, you know, an, an industry in general, yeah, really distracts from how you feel and, and what, you know, being present, being present. Yeah. And so I would imagine for someone like yourself, and so I'm curious that transition for you, how long has it taken or ha have you arrived there where, you know, when you're not so overwhelmed or succumbed to 
mm-hmm. uh, rigor or routine. You know, the, these quieter times where you're waiting for some the next thing to present itself or to to show up. How how are you able to navigate that, or or what has been the biggest learning for you in that for your about well, yourself? Are you yeah. patient? Is that the question? It's sort of yeah yeah, yeah. patient or even just what like do what have you that? learned about mm-hmm, that yeah. and and. Because I think that's what that's a I think a lot of people's fear in change is that you know when you get off the wheel what am I going to do and how yeah. do I you know how is this going to work and am I going to be able to navigate that so I'm just just kind of curious your well your- I mean I've spent a lot of my life in those in between pla- places yeah. and they're like usually pretty uncomfortable hmm. I kind of uh, I wrote an essay called well gosh what's the second one second part of it. I mean, uh, it's it's basically about transformation. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I called it. It's like the uh, the chrysalis. It's like yeah. the butterfly's right. cocoon. Yep, yep. It, it's literally a transformation chamber, and you know, the pressure there is. I'm I've never been a butterfly that I remember. I mean, it's entirely <laughs> possible in the whole possibility. I love that that I remember. I love that. Mm-hmm. All yeah. space and time. Yeah. Um, but I I would imagine there's a lot of pressure in that transformation chamber. And, and something I, I really, I've, I learned after I wrote this essay is that the butterfly actually with enzymes liquefies itself. Did you know that? No, No. it liquefies itself to become something new. So it completely changes all of its properties. It surrenders everything. Yeah. I did not know that. So, I mean, you know, lately I've just, you know, as you get older, it went, it's very uncomfortable when you're younger because you're like, I don't have any life experience to go on. And this is a, a new yeah. space, you know. So, you know, these are spaces I know I've I've been in before. And I'm like, okay, this isn't, you know, I even just came to this on this, on this trip. I was like, all right, this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. I have this incredible amount of freedom right now. It's not always going to be this, you know. Sure free and whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just going to surrender and enjoy myself. And I mean, I, I also need like a creative outlet. If I'm not working on something, I go a little, uh, I go a little bonkers, but, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so I just, I had like some pretty amazing manifestations last year that, that found me in Palm Springs. And, um, as soon as I got there, my friends like their half, half time, beautiful mid-century modern place. And he's like, your job is to finish a book while you're here. And I was like, okay. And I thought I was going to be writing this other book and, you know, all of these sort of synchronicities and serendipities happen. I got, I had, I got a new agent and all this stuff. And I I just put my head down and focused. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably, you know, depending on how you cut it, I probably finished it in like seven to nine months. Wow. That's, I didn't know what I was writing about. Well, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's divine speaking to you right there. Right. It, def- it definitely was. The idea mm-hmm. is just like when I would get towards like the end of a chapter, I'd get a little anxious and I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't really know what's coming next. What and I just uh, oh surrendered God. and I would just go for these walks in this, in this Canyon. It's like a high desert uh, palm oasis. Mm. And um, just the ideas would just, come in. I like, I'm like walking around like, Oh my God, it's coming. <laughs> That's amazing. So, what a gift. I, what a that gift. is a gift. Yeah. So if we were, cause we're all about, uh, finding more magic and, uh, Easter eggs and synchronicities. And how did you go about, or how, what, what, what advice would you give our audience members for finding their own synchronicities? Yeah. I think you have to get clear on what you want. I also realized over time, you know, that just because you generated something doesn't mean you have to hop on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that might just be a signpost that sort of prepares you for the next thing. I, um, you know, I call these like context clues and I had just, um, I had just, I don't know where the song came from, but I, I, I was somewhere and I Shazam this song and I just threw it on my 2022 playlist. And I was walking through the Canyon one day, the day before I left on this trip. 
And it was this song called like Twin Flames or something. It was sort of not really even my style of music. It was just like this electronic thing. And it, and it was like, I had it, I guess I had it on really loud because I was really engrossed in it. And it was like, can we flow together? Can we flow together? I kept saying that. And then, and then it was like, or are we just twin flames who met in the wrong lifetime? And I was like, oh my mm. God. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess. All right. So I had just, awesome. I had just, you know, Shazam that somewhere yeah. without thinking about it. And that, what that action back there led to that moment, you know, and, and I, and I, in my new book, I, I call these like breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do. We like that too. But context clues. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. I love that yeah. context clues. Hey everyone. We're so excited to share with you a special gift for being our subscriber. Please head over to LOA Uncorked and get your own free badassery toolkit. What is that, you might be asking yourself? Well, it's seriously very cool. It will give you your own badassery alias, your life superpower, your kryptonite, and those things about you that you should just own with swagger. And we're excited to give this to you. Head on over to LOA Uncorked and get your free badassery toolkit. You know, part of me thinks, because I watch this all the time, I, I like to watch, it's much better for me to watch other people's than my own, but I watch like the, I call it the web of life. Like I can mm-hmm. see, oh, that song created this action, created that thing. And I can, and then that made us meet somebody over here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and I can watch that, this the whole panel light up, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is exciting. But yeah. I think a lot of people don't, read the context clues and they you know would have discounted that song or you know do yeah. you, you you are are you do you consciously i do consciously yeah. and i or does does it just kind of just hit you or or is it something that you are on a quest to put together yeah well i mean i guess i'm always as a writer i'm always looking for the yeah. the narrative but um i you know i I'm a completely different person than I was 12 years ago before I started meditating and um, meditating just, it, I think it's so important in this insane moment in history and this bullshit culture we live in and every other thing it is. I mean, the more I wake up, the more I realize, Oh my God, this is all an illusion. And this entire dimension is is a program of lies. Mm. And I mean, I kind of go into this in my, in my, in my new book, but it's like, people don't realize that this is first and foremost, a dimension of thought. Everything that is created arise arose from the thought skyscraper, telecommunications, everything. Somebody had to think that it was the imagination that created that spark, you know? And I really think that there is like, a layer of either energy or just people controlling the strings at a very high level that is trying to program us into this matrix. And really, I think that the whole purpose is to entrap us in our mind because the mind and the ego, it fractures, you know, and, and, and when something is fractured, there is not wholeness. Yeah. You know, I've been trying lately to just walk around with my attention energy in my heart. And when your attention energy is in your heart, if you look at somebody, you're in compassion. Yes. If you're in the head, you're in judgment. Mm. So mm. I really wonderful. think there is like, uh, I think there is an intentional play to keep us entrapped in this three-dimensional mm-hmm. reality of fear, division, and separation. Yeah. But I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think the, uh, there's cracks in the armor. I mean, I think people are waking up at an alarming rate. I mean, at a welcoming rate, an alarmingly yeah. welcoming rate. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, it's just how bad is it? How bad is it going to get until people, people wake up? You know, yeah. it's a, it's a collective. We are one. We are not, you know, it's, the greatest lie is that, you know, this whole division thing, it's like, we are all from one and, and there's a collective consciousness that we're all 
tapped into. And I think I, again, the more and more I sort of wake up, I'm like, this is the dream. This, this is the dream, you know, in, in my new book, um, it's, it's tentatively titled. I have two titles for it. We'll let the publisher decide that, but the path of least resistance, a new model of self-actualization as explained to my 17 year old self or Mm. the path of least resistance, a memoir from the future. So it's me speaking to my 17 year old self. And I open up telling him that time is an time is an illusion, you know? So, So the whole sort of idea behind this book is if I can teach my 17 year old self, all this stuff about consciousness, it's going to change who we are now. And it's going to alter our future timelines as well. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Gina and I are very passionate about, um, taking that information from your book Mm -hmm. and boiling it down to even younger. So of course, 17 would be fantastic, you know, in your teenage years. Yep. Um, But even boil it down even younger. younger. And Mm -hmm. that is the way we're going to change this world. That's Mm -hmm. the only way because they need to, we need to, we need to teach our children from a very young age, Mm -hmm. their own power. Yeah. And so that very much speaks to us. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All, All the people in global positions are shattered little children. That's right. like trying to fill that hole and they're like little thing. kids running around in suits and yeah, yeah, wounds, yeah. with their wounds, wound, with their wounds people. all. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, yep. I, I keep, you know, my, one of my messages, is if you want to heal the world, you got to heal yourself. Mm. That, that is, you know, that is, that is a, a the fractal, uh, the fractal of the whole, we're all just a fractal of the whole. And in, the, in my new book, I also have a chapter called Where the Fractal Are We? And <laughs> That's awesome. It's like every, every life and every consciousness matters, you know, yeah. it's like, um, hmm. and then this is, again, where you, you come back to alignment. You, you have to, if you have that whisper, you know, you're just, if you don't, if you don't listen to it, you're just going to come up against more and more resistance and life is just going to keep pounding away at you until you get it. And a lot of people don't ever get it. And that, that results in, you know, divorce, drugs, disease, whatever. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, again, we've been programmed over maybe hundreds or thousands of 2000 years or something. You know, I, I think like I even, even religion has been, you know, completely corrupted. It's like, Mm -hmm. You know, I realized, oh, it's not about Jesus, the man. It's about the Christ consciousness, which is mm-hmm. available to all of us. And the more we are programmed into this like narrow strata of yes. the mind and of this three-dimensional reality, you know, it's like they, whatever is in charge does not want us to, tra- does not want us to transcend. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I can't even believe I'm like speaking at speaking like this, but it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, we have to wake up to the, mm-hmm. this would have been a crazy thing to say 10 years ago. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are on the channel now. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. would have been crazy. And some, some people still think it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of people think it's yep. crazy. We're yep. sitting here on the West coast. We're a little more uh, into that progressive sort of in progressive, that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, what was I going to say? Okay. Shoot. Well, that the religion of this work and and the intersection of religion and this work is uh, a dicey conversation to have, but it's yeah. a big one. Well, it's a big one. And I feel like this, I remember what I was going to say now. I, I was like, we've been programmed. It's in our DNA, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in our cells mm-hmm. because our, we inherited them and they inherited it. And, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. But you're right. The, the wake up call is happening. The time is now. And we have more and more people that really understand this. And yeah. it's not, not that anybody's against religion. We're just against corruption and yeah. being oh, sure, uh, yeah. sleepwalking through mm-hmm. life, sleepwalking, mm-hmm. sleepwalking yeah. Yeah. and and taking your wounds out on everybody else. That's why I'm, I'm thinking the butterfly has it. Because yeah. I mean, let's just <laughs> liquid, liquidify, liquidify it down, get all that stuff out of the cells. <laughs> it's all liquefied and then just, you know, rebirth into something more beautiful. You know, the other thing about butterflies too, and I... Um, remember hearing this, you know, the chrysalis as they try and break out, it's really hard. It takes them quite a while to actually break out of that. And uh, if you, uh, if you help them, 
they can't fly because the beating of the wings against the chrysalis is what, oh, what builds them. their wings strength so that they can actually fly wow. when they're done. So, you know, when you, when you think overlay that into like, don't help me, Gina. human experience, I'm not going to help no, you. I got to fly. No, I'm going to let you beat your, beat your <laughs> wings against the wall. But, but it's like, it's, that's what we all are supposed to go. It's part of the human experience. You talked at the very beginning of the, the, the podcast talked about the human experience and, you know, there's the ups and the downs and there's the, the, the positives there's the rebirth there's the hard parts that really prepare you to fly and to to do something new and different and beautiful so it helps you teach others through your writing and through your work so thank you so much for that are you so tell me when is this new book this sounds amazing both titles Um, sound amazing yeah i mean it's still being shopped around to publishers right now so i I don't know i don't want to say much more about it yeah, well, we'll promote it when, you, when you. Yeah, we'd when, love to have you back. We'll and have you, you back, share. and then yeah. we'll be sure to promote it. So let us know when it comes out. Yeah, um, yeah, and sure. meanwhile, I think everybody should go out and get a curious year yeah. in the Great Vivarium Experiment. That is a yeah. cool title too. And I think our uncorked assignment is, you know, to to adopt Tim's practice around yeah. four things you're grateful for and four things you want to create an alignment and in. mission yeah yeah i'll give you i'll give you one more absolutely yeah please two more two more things but but okay, one perfect. more from from the new book i um it was actually it started when i was working when i was living in texas um mm-hmm. i was living out near new Braunfels with this woman during lockdown and there was nothing to do except work or like go down to the guadalupe river so i was going down to the guadalupe river one day and we were talking about maslow's hierarchy of needs and you know mm-hmm. self-actualization exists at the tip of a of triangle which suggests that it's like a static or ultimate state but self-actualization is a, a dynamic state and mm-hmm. so this image of like concentric circles popped into my head so i have this whole sort of new model of self-actualization based on these concentric circles and you know at the very highest level each one of these circles represents a new level of self-actualization. Mm-hmm. And to get to the next level of self-actualization, you have to overcome a fear or a trauma. Yeah. You sort of, I never really thought of it this way, but you I love that. almost have to like let go of the old baggage to expand into a new, to a Great greater space. aspect. Mm-hmm. Of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then um, later in the book, I have like a, an overlay on top of that model of, um, the evo- like uh, an evolution of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of, the book is about the mechanism behind self-actualization, which is the power of directed consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the evolution of Campbell's hero's journey is the hero's journey as the evolution of consciousness. So like I literally start before you come into this world with the inherited energetic and physical DNA of your parents. This is something that's been passed down, down, down. And then, you know, you have to overcome the conditioning and the programming. And then there's, you know, um, sort of the, the shattering of like the, you know, what you thought reality was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get up to like recognizing that energy is greater than matter. And I, I originally had the, like the mystic being the last one, but um, I was talking to, to Joe Dispenza one day and I was like, do you think it's possible, possible to become an ascended master? And he's like, of course, that's what we're doing here. And, and I had a conversation with one or two other people recently and they're like, I think it's, I think it's something to shoot for. And yeah. I mean, it's pretty damn lofty, but it's the journey of life. And who knows, yeah. like time and energy and everything is speeding up so much. Who knows mm-hmm. what's possible? Exactly. I mean, I'll throw I'll throw the bobber out there into the future. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it this lifetime, but uh, something that. to shoot for. I love that. Ascended and you know master. what? Ascended mm-hmm. masters. I, yeah. Why? Why would it why only not? be whack back then? Why? Yeah. Why can't we have it now? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I. And I, why can't it be Tim Shields? Why can't it be? Okay. Right. Of, you gotta get you gotta here. get cooking around those circles there. Yeah, Tim. No, I know. <laughs> get, I know. get running, <laughs> get running in Austin. I mean, I I think that like as a writer, you know what I'm writing about are the things that I'm exploring in my life that I'm trying to sure. solve that I'm trying to whatever, you know. And I I'm quite certain that the things that I throw out, people will take it and master it themselves. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm gonna master it. Yeah, sure. I just maybe laid out 
a roadmap or something. But yeah, you're the inspiration for it, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I love wow. I love this story. It was I great... love our time together. I love all the nuggets you gave us yes. and our audience. We'll be we sure to put all you. those nuggets in the show notes. Go get, so. go get the book. We're looking yeah. forward to your second book. And we will promote that when that occurs. Yeah. And we're so thankful and honored that you would spend this time with us today. Oh, right. it's my pleasure. I mean, you, you can find uh, the book, uh, A Curious Year is the website. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. On Instagram, I'm at the real Tim Shields. Okay. Um, I'm being pushed. I haven't done it yet, but talked into doing TikTok, and I was like, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, we I don't know much done about it. it. Yeah. But I thought I could. I mean, I was like, well, maybe it's just a different type of platform to just. It is. It is. Do my what I think about whatever consciousness in that moment. Yeah. Um, but, and, uh, and as much as you travel and the way in which you live your life, that it, it would be inspiring for people to. I think TikTok to, is TikTok order. would. Yeah, yeah, I think I actually think it'd we be a really intuitively great, think that that's good. For I you. really do. I really. We're do. not doing it ourselves yet, but we, we yeah. think. But it's short. Great. It's short little it's nuggets. Short it's observations. It's things that probably come so naturally to you yeah. that doesn't come as naturally to everyone else because yeah. you are a writer. You and are paying attention yeah. in a way that and so you're many traveling, don't. Yeah. And you're, you know, you could. Yeah, there's so many uses. We're we're making them up in our minds right now. So yeah, yeah. We, all right, TikTok, let us yeah. know. Yeah, and also sure. also on the on the website of Curious Year, there's a beautiful book trailer. Oh, it's gorgeous. And then, yes, and then my nephew, yes. right underneath that link, my nephew had at 19 had created a, a pretty amazing soundtrack. It's beautiful. Yes. The soundtrack is amazing. It's, it is. It's and incredible. My son creates music and I'm going to have to actually share that with him. Yeah. I haven't shared that with yeah. him. He's a, he's a music creator. So My nephew um, just, uh, I think he's flying home from Nashville today. He got uh, invited to write in music rooms for like a week with a bunch of I artists. Love that. My son cool. studied in Nashville. My daughter is yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we music. love Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks really so much for... Our- Yeah, Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for the time. That was fantastic to have you today, Tim. Thank you so much. Safe travels. Bye, everyone. Thank you you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.